Hello again, it's your friendly neighborhood host, J.T. Wheatley, back for another episode of the History Comics Podcast, this time with part two of the life of Hal Foster, the father of the adventure strip. When we last left off, Hal Foster had uh, entered into the comic strip career with helping launch the classic Tarzan strip and setting the standard for the adventure strip genre in general, but now he was about to embark on his own creative endeavor that would be one of the greatest adventure strips of all time. Hal Foster first drew this version of his strip back in 1934, but threw it out as he didn't like the quality, believing it was, wasn't accurate enough for the time depicted. He stuck with his story, though, researching for two years to ensure accuracy. His lead hero would be a knight of the round table in King Arthur's court, and originally titled his new strip The Prince of Thule, and had laid out the character's history from his earliest days to old age. However, Foster would make one concession to accuracy with having his characters use Norman-style armor, which wouldn't be accurate to King Arthur's time since it took place centuries before. However, Foster found this to look to be more appealing for readers, thus he went with it over the more accurate Blackbeards and Bearskins, close to Conan the Barbarian, since Arthurian times would have taken place shortly after the Romans had left Britain. Plus, the 300-year period from the fall of the Roman Empire to the 5th century did allow him some leeway to write the kind of stories he wanted, as there are very few written records of that time. During this process, Hal Foster and his family moved to uh, 1407 Western Avenue in Topeka, Kansas. In 1936, just in time for the Dust Bowl, one of the hottest times in the state's history. They moved there so to be close to Helen's uh, grandmother, all the while Foster was continuing to move on from Tarzan, doing three pages a week to eventually build up for a four-month buffer. This allowed him the time to produce 12 months of, of his new strip. However, it would be turned down by United Features and Barjali. There would be someone else interested, though, one of the greatest new superheroes in, in history. William Randolph Hearst, the founder of King's Features Syndicate. Hearst greatly admired Foster's art in Tarzan and wanted him for his own on the King's Feature Syndicate, so much so he sent Bradley Kelly to Topeka to personally look at Foster's new strip, where he was presented with up to six months' worth of story. Joseph Connolly, the president of King's Feature Syndicate, would follow later but ended up losing Foster's colored photoset pages of the strip, which angered Foster to the point he never liked them after that. On November 5, 1936, Foster received a contract from Kelly offering 50-50 on the gross collections, a rarity for comic strip artists at the time, but Hearst wanted Foster that much, along with a guaranteed $150 a week. Agreeing to this, Foster wrote to United Features informing them that he was leaving Tarzan, producing his last strip in December of 1936. For his new strip, Hal Foster originally wanted to call it Derek Sunathune, but Connolly turned that down along with the next title, Prince Arne. Instead, Connolly suggested a new title that Foster hated, but ultimately became his name, Prince Valiant. Prince Valiant in the Days of King Arthur first appeared on February 13, 1937 in eight different newspapers. Hal Foster was 44 at the time. Ironically, thanks to the large buffer he had built up, his run on Tarzan continued for 12 more weeks during his Valiant's premiere. In addition, many considered this run his best on the strip to the point that Edgar Rice Burroughs insisted that the artist who eventually would replace Foster had to emulate the style up to that point, and they were even required to have Foster's first strip in front of them at all times when they drew. The task was given to Bernie Hogarth, who took over the Tarzan strip on May 9th of 1937. The strip would remain successful for decades afterwards, not ending publication until May 19th of 2002. Meanwhile, Hal Foster continued to develop his Prince Valiant strip, using the work of the James Branch Cabal, Halden McFall, and Edmund Plunkett, three of his favorite authors. 
From this, along with frequent trips to local colleges and libraries, he built the mythology of the Strip, which was originally a bit more chaotic and even magical at times, but settling into a more historically accurate events. Valiant was the son of King Augur, the ruler of Thule, now Norway, who was deposed by the usurper Sligon, forcing Augur to flee to Britain with his queen and young son, Valiant. Along the way, he acquires Flangberg, the singing sword made by the same mage who forged Excalibur, is knighted by King Arthur, restores his father to the throne of Thule, and later marries a Princess Alida of the Misty Isles while also serving as a knight of the Round Table. The strip will become instantly popular with the Duke of Windsor, formerly King Edward of uh, England, calling it the greatest contribution to English literature in over 100 years. Foster would later strip the series of fantasy elements, choosing to make Valiant more human over heroic. Of note, his marriage to Alita in 1947 was considered a breakthrough in comic strip storytelling, as Foster intended for Valiant to marry and even have children, which he and Alita eventually did, with Prince Arne, one of the original titles for the strip, being the first. All of these events were treated as major moments in the comics, with Foster even holding a contest over who could name, come up with the best names for Valiant and Alita's children. Cindy Lou Herman won with the names Karen and Valita, as Alita would have twins, an event so huge newspapers covered in their birth columns. In addition, Cindy Lou Herman got to meet Hal Foster in person in Connecticut. John Hall won the next with Valiant and Alita's fourth child, Gollin, who would become the future king of the Misty Isles. Before Valiant had married Alita, though, he originally was in love with Aline, whom Foster decided to kill off in the strip as she would have prevented Valiant from going on further adventures. This resulted in a great deal of hate mail for Foster, something he, that has, was repeated when Valiant was depicted getting drunk after his son Arn was born. In another strip, Val was uh, seen fighting Arabs and Allah was mentioned in the story. Foster would be criticized for saying he was attacking Mohammedans, which he defended, even pointing out that the strip took place in the 5th century, hundreds of years before Muhammad was even born. Foster would start to win awards around this time from Prince Valiant, such as in 1938 when he won the first prize at the Kansas Free Fair for Prince Valiant number 19. It would be the first of many. Hal Foster was constantly researching for his trip, and even when he and his wife Helen traveled on vacation, they would visit 44 countries in their lifetimes, a trip to the local museum was always a must. Despite his research efforts, though, Hal Foster would be criticized for his historical inaccuracies, such as when he said the Roman banks were at the Tigris River, which is in Iraq, instead of the Tiber. However, he would also be almost be prophetic in other ways, such as when on December 13, 1959 in the Strip, he proclaimed that the Druids did not build Stonehenge in Prince Valiant. One day later, the British Ministry of Works confirmed this to be true. Foster's research also downplayed the use of the sword, and it was not an effective weapon at the time, during, during Valiant's time. During World War II, Hal Foster used Prince Valiant to support his adoptive country of Great Britain. After the war, Hal Foster expanded his research into scientific knowledge and studied the ocean currents so to explain how Valiant could visit the Americas in the Strip in 1947. Sure enough, ripoffs of Prince Valiant quickly followed, like Kevin the Bold by uh, Cree Collins, while Foster's work would also inspire the likes of uh, Jerry Siegel, Bob Kane, Sheldon Madoff, and Carl Barks, who stated he used Foster's uh, water scenes as reference for his own work. Gil Kane would specifically cite Foster for his natural depiction of heroes, while Joe Kubert would name Foster alongside Alex Raymond and Milton Caniff as the three saints of the comic art during the 1930s and 40s. Jack Kirby would also state that his etching in the demon for DC Comics was heavily influenced by Foster's work on Prince Valiant. 
Hal Foster's previous work on Tarzan continued to inspire, with no less than Walt Disney Studios requesting use of his art in the 1960s to use in the film The Jungle Book. Unfortunately, none of the originals were left. Thankfully, Bernard Coral had them, which, for, which he had borrowed from the collection of Robert P. Barrett. Coral would manage to loan them to Disney and had them returned before Barrett ever learned about it. Outside of Prince Valiant, Hal Foster also provided other works as covers for the magazine Popular Mechanics, along with Christmas cards and master paintings. Outside of work, Foster enjoyed adventurous vacations with his family, continuing his love of the outdoors and especially loved living in Topeka, Kansas. However, he and his family would later move to uh, 1202 Main Street in Evanston, Illinois in 1940. That August, he went to the headquarters of King Feature Syndicate in New York City, where he and his wife Helen dined with the equally legendary comic strip artist Milton Caniff and his wife at the Pollen Restaurant. In 1944, the Fosters moved to Reddington, Connecticut, with their house dove Val Howland after Valiant, Hal, and Helen. The new house also provided plenty of opportunities to enjoy the outdoors, which Hal Foster took advantage of whenever he could. In fact, Foster's study was a room above the garage overlooking the woods, and whenever he saw a creature like a snapping turtle moving past his window, he kept his rifle nearby so he could quickly shoot it without getting up from his artist's desk. This return to the outdoor wooded life from the deserts of Topeka, Kansas was what probably inspired the New World story in Prince Valiant, in which Val does travel to the Americas. Using meticulous research, Foster demonstrated by studying the currents and waterways of medieval times, having Val travel from Ireland to Iceland, Greenland, and eventually North America. Brenda Kelly, a friend and King Features editor, also lived nearby. In addition, the area allowed Foster an easy commute to New York City to work at King Features' offices. For his work schedule, Hal Foster typically took 50 to 60 hours producing one Sunday strip, but managed to stay 9 to 12 weeks ahead of his publishing schedule. His workday was 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. with a lunch break, which he kept seven days a week and most holidays. Don Maley of the editor and publisher once pointed out that Foster spent 92,000 hours producing Vince Valiant, in which Foster replied, No wonder my butt has gotten so flat. Producing the strip, Foster used two-by-three page sketching it on Monday, inking on Tuesday through Thursday, coloring on Friday, while on Saturday was spent researching for the next strip, along with answering fan mail. Foster prided himself on being able to answer as much of his fan mail as possible, despite his growing popularity. At times, he even responded with gifts, such as sending hunting rifles to at least two fans. Foster didn't need models thanks to years of study, while some classic traits of Prince Valiant came about by accident. For instance, Valiant's distinctive haircut became, was because Foster felt he needed padding for his helmet. The hairstyle would become so, so popular with children for years afterwards. Foster also gave uh, Valiant Roman features based on his mother. For Alita, Valiant's wife, Foster based on her on his own wife, Helen. For sketching, Foster used a Venus HB pencil on 27x34 Stratmore uh, paper before moving on to 16x24. For the lettering in the strip, he based the, the script on from college diplomas. For inspiration, Foster admired uh, Joseph Marie Sert, Frank Braglin, and John Singer Sargent, and Norman, along with Norman Rockwell, the last of whom he was constantly compared to as he was constantly striving for the realism that Rockwell presented in his own paintings. He also enjoyed experimenting with horizontal and vertical format panels. However, when the size of the strips were shrunk, uh, in the papers, though Foster hated it as it ruined the panorama effect uh, that he worked so hard to achieve. 
1943, Hal Foster worked with uh, Joe Neby on a short story adaptation of Fritz Wilbur's The She's of Bernadette. He would illustrate 30 black and white strips from April of 19... April 19th to May of 22nd of that year. In 1944, one of Foster's pages for Prince Valley was rejected by the head of King Features, Joseph Connolly. It was on the Aegean Sea, but there just, he said it just wasn't enough action. Foster was incensed, considering one of the best pages he ever produced. It would end up never being printed and later lost in a house fire in February of 1967. Granted, Foster's own drive for perfection made him personally destroy many sketches he never felt measured up, including some nearly finished. Outside of Prince Valiant, Hal Foster tried other projects due to various circumstances. When there was a page shortage during World War II, King Features conceived the idea of a one-third page of the medieval castle, allowing Foster to explore the First Crusade, which lasted from April 23, 1944 to November 23, 1945. The idea of this add-on was that if the paper needed to cut down to do the shortage, they could just cut off the medieval castle part but leave the Valiant strip intact. Hal Foster also worked on The Young Knight in 1945. In 1948, Foster produced six, a six-day strip, The Christmas Story, retelling the uh, birth of Jesus. This is in keeping with his own personal production of his family Christmas cards, which he produced over, for over 40 years. In 1950, Hal Foster would give a speech to the National Cartoon Society saying that the comic strips were on their way out, a prediction he was thankfully very wrong about. In November of 1952, Foster received the Banshee Silver Lady Award for Outstanding Cartoons of the Year, at the time the industry's equivalent of the Oscar. The ceremony was held at the Grand Ballroom of the Hotel Waldorf Astoria with author Bugs Bayer serving as Master of Ceremonies, while entertainment was included Milton Berle, music by Meyer Davis, Lee Compones de Duchampion, and Alice Ghostly. An exciting expansion of Prince Valley was when Foster sold the movie rights for $50,000, which he used for a new dining room and a trip to Europe. The result was the 1954 film Prince Valiant, directed by Harry Henry Hathaway and starring Robert Wagner as Prince Valiant, Janet Leigh as Princess Alita, and Brian Ahern as King Arthur. Foster didn't care uh, for it, but the film was his financial success, along with winning Franz uh, Waxman the Oscar for, for his score the only person ever to win Best Score for two consecutive years. Waxman was a prolific composer, also providing scores for such classics as Rear Window and The Have and Have Not. His Prince Valiant score remains a remarkable achievement, having influenced the likes of Jerry Goldsmith and John Williams. Of note, the film was mostly acclaimed for its acting sequences, notably the final sword fight between Valiant and Sir, Sir Brack, played by James Mason, which reportedly influenced the lightsaber duels in Return of the Jedi. Foster's own personal dislike of the film may have been influenced by his experience at the premiere in New York City at the Roxy Theater, where despite having created Prince Valiant, he and his wife Ellen Helen discovered they didn't have tickets. Thankfully, someone from King Features intervened, though their seats were in a, were in a regular audience next to some drunks who criticized the film throughout the showing. Dejected by the experience, Foster and his wife left for home after the screening, only for everyone at the party afterwards to wonder where they went. This aside, Foster continued to rake up awards for his work on Prince Valiant. In 1954, Foster won the Parents uh, Magazine Gold Medal Award. On April 14th of that same year, Foster appeared on This Is Your Life. He arrived in California, believing he was there to receive an award, only to be made the subject of the Ralph Edwards Show. In 1958, he won the Rubin Award from, from the National Cartoonist Society for Outstanding Cartoonists of 1957. In 1964, Foster won the National Cartoon Society for Best Story Strip, along with the NCS plaque for Special Feature in 1966 and 67. 
1967, he received the Sam Award from the Swedish Academy of Cartoonists. As Foster grew older, his task of producing a weekly strip began to wear on him, and during the 1960s, he began to rely on Philly Fox Blackstone for backgrounds on his strip, with Wayne Boring later taking over. In 1971, Foster began seeking a replacement for himself on Prince Valiant as he was starting to develop arthritis and thus impaired his ability to draw. He considered artists like Gray Merrow, Wally Wood, and John Colin Murphy. He would pick Murphy, a Norman Walkrell student. Of note, Morrow would go on to do uh, Tarzan, Foster's old strip, for 18 years. Foster would continue writing the strip along with watercolor and and regularly with Hugh Donald. He, he did plan on bringing his trip to an end with the idea of Valiant inheriting the throne of the duel from his father and passing on the singing sword to his son Arne. However, with Murphy having eight children to support, Foster chose to let it continue, which it does to this day. That same year, the Fosters moved to Spring Hill, Florida, looking for some privacy from their life as celebrities while continuing to accrue awards for his long career. In 1975, Foster won the National Cartoonist Society Silver T. Square Award. In 1977, Foster was given the Golden Key to the Hall of Fame of the National Cartoonist Society. He would also be the first living artist elected to the Museum of Cartoon Arts of Hall of Fame, with Prince Valiant called the best cartoon of all German-speaking countries. In 1978, he won the Elzer Seeger Award for Outstanding Contribution to Art of Cartooning. Ultimately, though, as part of his retirement, in 1979, Hal Foster sold the rights to Prince Valiant for $350,000 to King's Future Syndicate. Hal Foster would appear on numerous radio and TV shows like Today and To Tell the Truth. He was a member of the Banshee's New Paper Comics Council, National Cartoon Society, the Metro Museum of the Art, and a fellow in the Royal Society of Arts of England. Hal Foster would call Prince Valiant an illustrated romance and a love letter to his wife. He would also offer the journal about the trout fishing and especially with his wife. His son Arthur studied art and assistant on Prince Valiant, but the two would later have a falling out over his page rate. His other son, Edward, went into engineering using his drawing skills on the drafting board over the artist's table. Unfortunately, due to a botched hip surgery in 1979, he would be confined to a wheelchair for his last years, and the prolonged anesthesia affected his memory, with him no longer able to remember his work on Tarzan or Prince Valiant. The last Prince Valiant strip Hal Foster ever worked on was printed on February 10th of 1980, three days shy of his 43rd anniversary. Hal Foster died on J- J- July 25, 1982, at the age of 89 at a care facility in Hernando, California. He was cremated with his ashes interred at the Wells family plot in Topeka, Kansas. His wife, Helen, would die two years later. Hal Foster's legacy as an adventure artist inspired numerous others after him, with legends from Joe Cooper to Barry Windsor Smith praising his artistic ability, and Prince Valiant in particular. In 1996, Hal Foster was inducted into the Will Eisner Hall of Fame and in 2005, the Joe Schuster Canadian Comic Book Creators Hall of Fame, with Dave Sim, the creator of Cerebus and longtime admirer of Foster's work, accepting the award on his family's behalf. Foster's work on Tarzan remains one of the most acclaimed adaptations of the pulp hero, while his Prince Valiant comic strip continues to be published in Sunday papers to this day. The character has also continued to make appearances in other media adaptations. A notable one was a, was a guest appearance in the Defenders of the Earth cartoon, which also starred King Features comic book characters Flash Gordon, The Phantom, Lofar, and Mandrake the Magician. In the episode Terror of, in Time on October 13, 1986, Prince Valiant would get his own cartoon series in 1991 with The Legend of Prince Valiant, which ran for two seasons and 65 episodes and what was then The Family Channel. 
This cartoon led to some adaptations of its own in a video game medium with games produced for the Nintendo and Game Boy consoles. In 1997, a less well-received Prince Valiant movie was adapted with actor Stephen Moyer in the title role with Katherine Heigl as Princess Aline and Ron Perlman as Bofar. The film received mostly negative reviews and has been largely forgotten today. There have been numerous other adaptations from board games to comic books, while Prince Valiant itself has permeated into pop culture. One of the most fun references was in the classic film Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the lead character of Detective Eddie Valiant, fights the villain Judge Doom with a version of the Singing Sword. As for the Prince Valiant strip, it continues to this day with Mark Schultz, the creator of the Xenoxotic Tales, writing while Thomas Yeats provides the art. The character has progressed as well, with Valiant's son Arne marrying Maeve, the daughter of the treacherous Mordred, and having a daughter. Continuing in Hal Foster's original plan, the characters have aged, and Prince Valiant is now a grandfather. And that is a rambling and too brief biography of the great Hal Foster, whose work on Tarzan and Prince Valiant inspired all the adventure strips and comic books afterwards. While the adventure strip has mostly died out, though Prince Valiant is still chugging along, his influence in comic books and other mediums remains to this day. He truly was the prince of the adventure strip. I would like to thank the chief source for these episodes, Hal Foster, Prince of Illustrators, Father of the Adventure Strip, by Brian M. Kane. A fantastic biography with some great reprints of his art and comic strips. A must-read for any comic book fan. changing up our presentation while keeping the candidness that you enjoy. We'll cover all your favorite shows and movies with maybe a few surprises along the way. And you, yes you, will have opportunities to be on our show on a regular basis. That's right, you've got the Zoom Pro account and we're going to use it. So be ready. Find us at nerdblisspodcast.com and esonetwork.com and on all the socials at nerdblisspod. Nerdbliss, listen up. And now it is September 21st, 2023, and well, no, 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 comic book, no favorite comic book of the week because, well, I will be on vacation. Uh, I am on vacation this week. I'm down in Orlando enjoying Halloween Horror Nights, plus a, a side trip to uh, Walt Disney World for the Not-So-Scary Halloween, and also SeaWorld uh, for their Hallow Screams, the annual trip with my friends, a great uh, weekly outing, getting ready for uh, Haunt and Horror season for October because starting October 1st, the holidays begin, at least in my household. It's like, it's, and then we have Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, wrap up on New Year's Eve. And, uh, great way to end the year. So, yep, no comic book this week. I'll just, but if you're down in Orlando during Halloween Horror Nights during this week, I'm the guy wearing the cheesy uh, horror shirts and uh, loving every second of it. But yeah. To, but that, with that, that's the conclusion of the, this life of the great Hal Foster. Join me again next week for another um, edition of the History of Comics podcast. And until then, go out and enjoy yourself. Good comic book. <laughs>